Welcome to Moving in Stereo, a podcast about the history of new wave music told through the stories and the music of the bands who made it. I'm your host, Dylan Johnson. I originally set out to do a season of my other podcast, Subdivisions, covering 101 great new wave songs, and set about to get a good working definition of what makes music new wave. It turns out there isn't really a set definition. In fact, the whole genre itself is pretty nebulous, with new wave appearing to be a term that most people are familiar with, and yet unable to give a precise definition of, sort of like that famous description of pornography. You know it when you see it, or in this case, you know it when you hear it. So what follows is a periodic podcast where I attempt to tell the story of new wave music through the stories and music of the artists who made it. Some episodes will concentrate on one artist, while others will focus more on a certain aspect of the genre and will encompass several artists. But before we begin, let me just give you a very basic sketch of what I'm talking about when I say new wave. New Wave music was made primarily between 1977 and 1985 and evolves out of the same space as punk and, in many cases, was the music that was made by people who admired punk's ethos more than its sound. There was a lot of crossover between New Wave and punk in the early years of the genre. Indeed, New Wave would encompass many smaller genres, such as synth pop, power pop, alternative dance, and a large portion of post-punk. Like punk, New Wave bands were disdainful of mainstream corporate rock music acts in the mid-70s like Led Zeppelin and the Grateful Dead, which they saw as overblown and self-indulgent, while still holding reverence for the pop acts of the 60s, from Motown to the Beatles. Which isn't to say new wave artists found all 70s music anathema. Glam rock and pub rock bands like David Bowie and Dr. Feelgood, along with art rock outfits like the Velvet Underground and Roxy Music, were touchstones for the genre.
Many of the acts were using synthesizers as a key element of their sound, along with a jerky percussive guitar style that was in direct contrast to the long sustained notes of the corporate rock behemoths like Black Sabbath or Pink Floyd. By the mid-80s, New Wave was evolving into other genres, such as modern rock and alternative. Please keep in mind that this is a very American version of New Wave, which would include the second British invasion via MTV in the early 80s. While in England, New Wave was over, basically, before MTV launched in 1981. And the acts that Americans would consider New Wave, such as Culture Club, Duran Duran, ABC, and Depeche Mode, were thought of as New Romantic, New Pop, Synth Pop, or Synth Wave in England. episode will cover Talking Heads, as their career closely mirrored the new wave genre, and, as you will learn in the episode, they had a significant role to play in popularizing the term. Future episodes will cover the rise of the synthesizer, the regional rise of new wave in an unexpected place, and the crossover of post-punk and new wave, with episodes covering The Cars, Gary Newman, Devo, and The Jam, among others. I look forward to spending some time with you and learning about some of the coolest bands and tunes from my favorite genre of music. You've been listening to Moving In Stereo, a podcast about new wave music and the artists who made it. Moving In Stereo was written, produced, and performed by me, Dylan Johnson. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to like and follow, and please tell a friend.